I mean, it's a long shot, but if we ever were to snag a Kendall Schmidt interview, I think the first question would have to be, how do you think Kendall Knight died? Girl, my eyes and girl, my mind. It never stops after it's dark. Cause you're a girl, a girl, a girl tonight. The girl What time is it? It's girl time. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to From Rushers with Love. Uh, this week is Big Time Jobs Week, uh, where we talk about the episode Big Time Drops from season one of Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush. My name's Maggie. I'm Haley. I'm Ashton. This episode was directed by David Kendall, who directed Big Time Crib, and it was written by Ron Halsey, who wrote Big Time Photoshoot. Is he related to Kendall Schmidt? David Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> We did say last time that it was Kendall. That it was Kendall himself? Kendall Schmidt himself? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. That's so funny. Uh, we start the episode in apartment 2J. All the boys are wearing athletic clothing and, like, stretching. James has, like, a sweatband on his forehead. Not a bandana. It's not, though. It's just a white sweatband. It looks so bad compared to his bandanas. I know. Disappointing. Very out of character. <laughs> You know what? They probably they probably confiscated all his bandanas. He was getting. <laughs> he, to... he did something with bandana. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so they're preparing to do their race. Um, it's the Palmwoods Five Hundred Invitational Cross Country Decathlon, but Hulu Hulu said decathlon, which <laughs> is not as funny. The objective is to get to get the to desk. the desk. Um, Katie's holding this. It's really cute. It's like a waist high uh, trophy, and it's obviously very homemade and like wrapped in tinfoil. So and on top is a calendar that's upside down. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it. Carlos and Logan both point at the trophy and say, "It will be mine," and then like make grr faces at each other. So <laughs> the the Carlos Logan rivalry is back on. Which you know what. That rivalry was in Big Time Photoshoot, so Ron Halsey just likes pitting them against each other. Ooh. I don't know if he writes other episodes, but if he does, I'm going to be keeping an eye out to see if he just always pits them against each other and has decided they're rivals. But yeah, they their race involves, like, go behind the building and they weave around garbage cans and then they knock a man over who's just trying to put his garbage <laughs> in a garbage can, uh, <laughs> which is disappointing. <laughs> They go through the pool and then into the lobby, where I guess that's where the desk athlon comes in. So I guess their goal is to ring the bell first. And yeah. Katie brings the cup downstairs very casually and just like sets it next to the desk. Bitters and... is eating spaghetti. <laughs> He's so confused with his spaghetti. <laughs> and then the boys show up. You know what? That's another thing that carried over from Big Time Crib. <laughs> Bitters yeah. in his food. He had a bad time eating fries. I don't know why he would attempt something more dangerous <laughs> like spaghetti. That's on him. So they get to the lobby and they just all like dive bomb the desk. They ju- they don't even like go for the bell. Like you hear a bell ringing. I don't know if any of them actually hit it because they all just jump on top of Bitters <laughs> and annihilate him and his spaghetti. And then, like, arbitrarily decide that Carlos won. Katie decided Carlos won. I, I don't think Katie saw much more than I did. <laughs> or she just made it up for the drama of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they pop back up from behind the desk, Logan has the phone cord wrapped around his head. Carlos ended up with the flowers from the vases in his mouth. And also, somehow the, the P from the P.W. Palmwoods logo on the front of the desk ended up on his head, even though... He doesn't touch the front of the desk. Was I don't I don't really know how that happens. But that's just on the front of his helmet now. Um, James, I think, has a light bulb in his mouth. I I don't really know what happened there. Um, but he's also stuck in the desk lamp. Kendall got a flower face stuck on his hand and just has some spaghetti on him. But the face really got me. And I know it's not the last time he gets vases stuck on his hand. I don't. It's so funny. Oh man. 
Um, and then <laughs> Bitters is obviously upset. He's st- caught up in the computer keyboard cord, and he informs them that they're all going to pay for this. Uh, 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 uh. And then it cuts to Rock Records, where he's explaining the total cost of everything, um, including you know all the damages and also his ruined pants from the spaghetti. Uh, cost $2,000 and 30 cents and that Gustavo has to pay it. And the boys are like, okay, cool and they get ready to leave, but Gustavo has had it with the dogs mm-hmm. breaking stuff. Um, I noted that when all the boys are standing there they're lined up in height order and it was really cute. <laughs> I did look up their heights because I realized I didn't actually know do you guys want to guess? You want to guess how? I mean, James is obviously the tallest. Is he? He's taller than six five, right? Oh God, no! What? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what measurements are. That's fair. No, he's actually a lot shorter than I thought. He's six one. Oh, right. So, and then how the, short is Carlos? Well, let's go down the line. How tall do you think Kendall is? Well, if he's six one, Kendall's probably five eleven. Yeah. yeah, he's five eleven. Uh, Logan? 5'8"? Five, 5'6". Five, uh, no, Logan's 5'9". And it's Carlos's oh. that really made me mad. Not because of the actual height itself. Because um, they were all going down by 2 inches. And I was really ready for Carlos <laughs> to be 5'7". But he's actually 5'6". Uh, which is really disappointing. And also my height, I think. Oh. So, that's fun, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and my... So Carlos was a lot... They were all a lot shorter than I thought they would be. I thought Kendall was at least six feet. I don't know. I thought mm-hmm. James would be 6'3". I don't yeah. know why I had these opinions formed in my head. I could have easily <laughs> looked this up before now. He just now. seems so tall. But it's probably because he's always with the other boys. I don't know why Logan always looks so short. I don't know. Anyway. Um, the boys are now explaining how they don't break things because... You know, why would we break stuff when we get a montage? <laughs> this one made me so mad. The first thing they break is um, they put <laughs> Carlos in Gustavo's like weird orb swing, and then they pull him really far back and then swing him through the wall, <laughs> which is obviously not a real. It's like it's a very obvious prop wall, but like I don't know why they would do that. Um, so they break a wall and possibly a swing. The next one is they're all in the recording studio and James walks in and goes, I have a fruit smoothie and it's mine. Oh, mine. And Kendall <laughs> looks at him for a second and then just smacks it out of his hand. But it goes into the, into the soundboard and shorts it out. So obviously this would happen even without any context, but I would like to imagine some previous context because yes, when James does skip in, he is looking Kendall right in the eye as he gloats. And we do know that Kendall's favorite smoothies are the pink ones. So I think there definitely could have been some lead up. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He definitely was specifically antagonizing Kendall. Oh, for sure. Kendall was fully responsible for this one. He did not have to smack it into <laughs> the soundboard. I don't really. <laughs> but also like mood. <laughs> Rip. The last one was actually the least exciting. Yeah. Because we've seen them do a lot of wild shit, and now they're just driving a golf cart. Well, okay, they're driving it through the pool area, but the interesting part is that they drive it out of the lobby doors. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, then they, like, run right into one of those tent cabanas. And at the end of all three of these, Kelly just kind of exasperatedly writes a check for whoever is in charge of whatever they broke. Um, and in the last one, she's wearing a really cute leopard shirt and, like, black pencil skirt, and it's just a really cute look. Kendall's uh, defense for this is by saying, okay, we do put a little wear and tear on things from time to time. And Gustavo doesn't agree, and then yells some more about them paying back the $2,000. Logan wants to know if they could learn responsibility by, like, having a goldfish or something, <laughs> which scared me a lot because... That obviously kill it pretty fast, but there's so many possibilities in the ways they could kill it. Like, we could mm-hmm. so easily have a montage of each of them having their own goldfish and accidentally killing it in different ways. I know how they would kill them. They would put it in the pool. They would put it in their <laughs> the amazing Palmwoods pool because it's so much better than a tank. 
fish. Yeah. Understand fish. Speaking of the pool, um, they're not allowed to go in it until they pay. And Gustavo turns to the piano and does like an ominous dun 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 on the piano. And it's subtitled Sinister Piano Music, but it's just <laughs> it's just like three chords and it's not very sinister, all things considered. Probably the most sinister song on the show though. I mean, slow any kind of guy is very sinister. That's true, I'll give you that. What about the Ziggle Zaggles banana song? Extremely sinister. sinister. Freight train is gonna keep them from the pool. Yeah, he is wearing a fun lifeguard outfit, including socks and sandals, which I appreciated. And he's got his clipboard, and on the clipboard he wrote down who's on his no-swim list, and it's the four boys. Do you think he's lifeguard trained? Yes. Yes. Kendall calls it the world's greatest pool, and that just reinforces my theory that they've never been in a pool before they moved to the Palm Woods, and maybe there aren't even pools in Minnesota. Well, we talked about this because all the pools would freeze over and then they just have more hockey rinks. Yes. Yes. Um, so Kendall's like, Gustavo, $2,000? That's $500 a piece. And then Kelly goes, ooh, Kendall's good at math. <laughs> and she's so mean to him. It's my favorite thing. She's so condescending. It just reminded me of Big Time Mansion when they were like, we have combined experience of 64 years. Like, they know how to multiply and divide numbers by four, and that's literally it. So Gustavo offers one of them a job to be his production assistant, and he tells the person who wants the job to step forward, and everybody, including Freight Chain, steps back, except for Carlos. So Carlos looks very afraid that he's he has the job now. But before he looks afraid, he looks very, like, confident and proud like he assumes that they're all gonna stand together <laughs> oh no oh they betrayed him they oh, did that's so sad and gustavo tells them that they all have to leave and get jobs and get him his mon- money i don't know how to say it i don't how does it how does it come out of him so get me my money yes. no but it's mo- money Get me my money! (laughs) Thanks, SKG. (laughs) He's incredible. I really want it to be very clear that we are not in any way questioning his choices or mocking his choices. We are just fully appreciating them. We love his choices. Oh, such a big SKG fan. Oh my gosh, Sam. So they have to go through the newspaper to find jobs because they don't have the internet. I don't know. (laughs) They're reading out some possible options. Kendall comes across bio taste tester, volcano cleaner. And the one that really perturbs him is dentist. (laughs) And that's the one that makes him like really aggressively cross this out. (laughs) So he really doesn't want to be a dentist. And uh, James finds the job as a Russian translator. And Logan has to tell him, because he's the smart one. So Logan reminds that... He has to speak Russian for that one. And then James just, he goes, that's not fair. (laughs) And he just gives up and opens up his magazine. His man fashion magazine. It's not a fashion magazine. But Logan's the smart one and can read. And he says, it says man fashion on the cover. And and James goes, what? Where? I don't see. And like, he starts like throwing the magazine in the air and like flipping it around and spinning it. (laughs) It's very very good energy. It's very teenage boy. I do really enjoy the concept of, I know it's like disproven by everything else in the show, including this very scene, but the idea of Logan being the only one of them who knows how to read (laughs) is really sending me. Um, this is also a very big time crib when he's like throwing it up you're like what what I can't see it where where um, it's very uh, what bandana <laughs> <laughs> um, but that actually gives Kendall an idea um, when he's spinning around the newspaper he says we should be sign spinners because he's heard that the best ones make like 20 bucks an hour which is pretty good so yeah, he and Logan are like, yeah, cool, let's go make some money. And then they get up to leave, but James is still reading the magazine. So they ask him if he's coming, and he tells them that he wants a better job that doesn't involve work. <laughs> and so they just kind of look at each other, and they're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and that's when James finds out that Kuda 
is looking for a new spokesmodel. And he's like, yeah, I'm not traumatized from my previous experience with this brand. I'm morally okay with selling it to other people. <laughs> Gotta have your kuna. And then he starts, like, black swanning. Like, he he's talking to his reflection. That's not really... But whenever what black swan is like, <laughs> but whenever, quote unquote, the reflection is talking, he just does like a deeper voice. Yes, it's like he's trying to do a Batman impression. <laughs> he is. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's interesting because in the last episode we had James and Carlos combined to become one singular person, <laughs> which we did name him Jarlos, which I really we realized afterward is confusing because that's like a ship name that people use like on the rug, I guess. So but anyway, then we had him as like one person finally for a little bit, but now he's split into two discrete Jameses. So now there's five members of Big Time Rush. Oh god. <laughs> but there's only room for four. <gasps> they have to get rid of Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I have memories of Mira James being evil later on. <laughs> is Mira James the same as Bandana Man? Like, does Mira James come out of the mirror and jump into James, and that's when he becomes Bandana Man? Ooh, this is the lore we're going with. Is it? And right now, right now he's trapped in the mirror because they've taken away his bandanas. <laughs> Okay, so there's a lot of ways we could look into this. So obviously the surface level is that James is talking to himself and thinks that, I don't know why he makes one of himself talk deeper, I guess just to, so he doesn't get confused. That's fair. But it's like, is there an alternate mirror universe? Is this like us? And then the other James is going to reach through and like why is this pull the him into the underground. Why is this the second time that we brought up us in this podcast? I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a coincidence. Also, no, but Us wasn't a mirror universe. It was, like, an underground, like... Yes, but she did get pulled in. She was in the House of Mirrors. So maybe it's not actually a mirror, but James thinks it's a mirror. Also, it's really fun to hear you guys talk about Us because I haven't seen it because I'm too scared. (laughs) I mean, it could be that. It could be, I don't know, Star Trek mirror universe. Maybe it could be something. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. And then you hit me with well, us. Well, because I got really caught up on the literal mirror thing, because I'm imagining evil James reaching through and, like, could... grabbing real James and replacing him. Yeah. But I don't know if that ever literally happens in Star Trek that I can remember. I could be mistaken. It happens in uh, Kids Next Door, but it's through a pool. The Amazing Pomlet's pool? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how they got the octopus in there, through the mirror universe. <laughs> But then, see, in Kids Next Door, the the mirror selves were, like, your complete opposite. So, like... I mean, this is just exactly the same James. So, the best exchange between regular James and <laughs> evil mirror James is when um, evil mirror James is like, who's smarter than you? And then regular James is like, well, lots of people. I love that he recognizes it. Like, I don't need to be smart. Um, and then Katie... Shows up out of nowhere and dressed she, all businessy. Yeah, she's like teased her hair into a business like shape and she's gonna be his manager. She's taking a page out of Bitter's book from when she needed a manager a couple episodes ago. I think she just wants James to succeed and knows that he will not be able to do this on his own. She's also probably kind of bored after the race ended. Yeah. So she tells James that she only charges 40% for all of his earnings. And then Mirror James tells real James, he says, tell her 50-50 or we walk. Um, so I think Mirror James is trying to lead real James to financial ruin, but like subtly. Like he can do it under <laughs> the guise of also being dumb, but he will slowly just drain James of all of his financial independence. Um, and she does advise that he stop talking to Mirrors. I think she knows about evil Mira James. I'm so excited to follow this thought process through. Uh, back over at Rock Records, Gustavo is writing a song. He's writing This Is Our Someday, which is like the main song from the season finale, uh, which I'm very excited to get to. And he stops playing and looks over because Carlos is being really noisy. 
and because he's sharpening all his pencils. With an electric sharpening. <laughs> he's like, your pencils are really dull. And then he just breaks the entire pencil sharpener. <laughs> uh, and Gustavo tells him to just get him coffee because they have a brand new fancy coffee machine that even Carlos couldn't mess up. Carlos is trying so hard. Oh my god, this plotline makes me so mad. Yeah, Carlos, he does a good job. He goes into the little kitchen and, well, okay, so yeah. far all he says is the coffee machine says hello to him and then he screams and runs out. So he's not doing a great job yet, but he's warming up to it. I think that's, that's a fair response. Um, and as soon as the as soon as the coffee machine, which is named Cal, spoke, I recognized the voice. Oh, I'm so glad you did, because I was looking through the IMDb, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect for Haley. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Rob Paulson, who's mostly known as Yakko Warner, and the latter half of Pinky, and, or the former half of Pinky and the Brain, um, Carl Weezer, and the anthropomorphic uh, tofu from the one episode of Teen Titans where Beast Boy gets a job. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and many, many more. I thought it was Tom Kenny. I felt like a real dingus when I found out it was Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson also shows up two more times in Big Time Rush. Um, I don't think this is going to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but his voice is Super Parrot and Sam Selmart. Yeah. He's also the body of Sam Selmart. It wasn't just the voice of the man. Do you guys... Is um, the coffee machine being named Cal, is that a reference to Hal? Must be. So, uh, let's check in on Kendall and Logan. Logan's making up more fake sciences again. <laughs> so they're interviewing for the sign spinning job? Like, they're just talking to some guy in a tie on the sidewalk. I mean, and they he's just like, hey, so if you're going to spin my signs, you got to do a good job. You gotta make these signs dance if you want to get cars into my car wash, which is, <laughs> I didn't like. And then the boys start lying immediately. Mm -hmm. um, Logan informs him that they teach classes in spinology, which I guess along with fartology and love science, he's just creating <laughs> new forms of science every which way. I'm sure there are more. Those oh. are the only two I can think of right now. I cannot wait for Big Time Rush University. Stop. <laughs> Big Time University. <laughs> are they supposed to... Are they the professors? Yes. Are they still teenagers? Well, that's kind of like Camp Rock, huh? No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so then Logan tells the man <laughs> to check it, and they start pretending to spin signs, even though they're not holding any signs. Um, they have fun names for all their sign moves, like walking the monkey and a little around the world. And then they say, you can do a little roll it up, catch it, sell it. So I don't know what any of that means, but it seems to work because the guy hires them and gives them real signs. Spoiler alert, they're not very good at it in no. real life with real signs. And now Logan pretty quickly hits a guy who's riding his bike yeah. and then sends that guy into a bush. At another point, Kendall, like, throws the sign on top of the bushes and then they both kind of, like, jump up and down with their hands in the air. <laughs> I like when a car drives by and someone just yells, loser! <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, almost double time... And it's shot from across the street. It's, it's just Are they playing like circus Carnival music, music, right? Yeah. No, they're playing like a generic brand entry of the Gladiators, and I don't know why they had to use a generic brand because I'm pretty sure that's in the public domain. Now, at one point, one of them says, "Have a look at the car wash," and then they start fighting. Right? At yeah, some they point. just beat each other with their signs. I only wrote down that the things they say. They say, make a punch, then you kick, as they're fighting. <laughs> Which is when they get fired, summarily. Oh, I thought that was Kendall Schmidt and Logan Henderson, like, giving each other acting tips. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And then Kendall Schmidt and Logan Henderson get fired by Scott Fellows. <laughs> yeah. 
So the car wash guy sees this and he holds up a sign that says, you're fired. <laughs> Which, I I don't know if he had that because this happens I'm sure a lot, he does. Or if he just made it on the fly. Now I get to follow up on Carlos and his experience with Cal, the coffee machine, excuse me, the coffee assistant liaison, which I just realized that's where his name comes from. Rip, that took me way too long. I've seen this episode so many times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're making small talk. And then Carlos asks it to make Gustavo, Gustavo I almost called him Gustavi Acapo. <laughs> um, so the opposite of that one, he asks Cal to do. <laughs> And it makes a coffee, and that's pretty cool. And then it asks Carlos if he would like foam. Carlos says, sure, Cal, throw down some foam. And it asks if he wants more foam. And he says, more foam it is, Cal. And that was the Carlos mistake. <laughs> he was Carlos just excited. did nothing wrong. He asked for more foam two times, which doesn't seem that excessive. Right? It's like a lot of foam, but... Yeah. Wait, no, he only asked for more foam once. They mm-hmm. asked foam, yes, more foam, yes, and then it's all over. And then the coffee machine just keeps, like, more foam, more foam, more foam, and just keeps squirting out foam, and it's it's a lot. I'm really interested in how, like, more foam goes awry so quickly, but it totally and completely understands, uh... Make Gustavo a coffee? <laughs> like, it was specifically programmed for those five words. I mean, I'm yeah. sure that they hired Rob Paulson specifically for his Yakko Warner affiliation. Because this machine is not actually meant to help make coffee. It is instead meant to destroy your life in any way possible. <laughs> We just leave Carlos there dealing with this situation. Screaming. Yeah, we check back in with Logan and Kendall. Uh, They're back in the apartment. Logan's reading the newspaper looking for more jobs. And Kendall's wistfully looking out at the pool with his face literally pressed up against the window. Because freight train's down there with a big no pool sign. Like all these signs. (laughs) Yeah, they're all the sign spinner signs. (laughs) Uh, It's amazing. And... And Kendall, in a very relatable moment, asks, how much do you think we could get for our kidneys? <laughs> uh, Logan's listing off different jobs from the newspaper, and with each one, Kendall's, like, shaking his head, but he still has his face pressed against the window, so, yeah, I don't know, his nose makes this terrible squeaking sound on the window. <laughs> he he just really couldn't take his eyes off the amazing Palmwoods pool. One of the jobs that Logan lists is crime scene cleanup, which... I think you need a degree in forensics. (laughs) Not for for cleanup. I mean, you also need to speak Russian for a Russian translator, and that's that one's in the newspaper. Yeah, I think I think for crime scene cleanup, it's just like after the CSI has already been through and they've already got all their analyzing and stuff, then you just like wash the blood up. The other two jobs are sword swallower and chicken inspector, (laughs) and I think that's how Logan says it as well. I mean, Kendall should be all about Chicken Inspector, because I I definitely have seen videos of, of Kendall Schmidt holding a chicken. Oh my god, so many. Thriving. He loves chickens. Good for him. He also has owned a pig, just as a pet. Before they can potentially take the Chicken Inspector job, somebody knocks on their door, and it's this, like, woman with a boy child. <laughs> and she's like, I need a babysitter for my son. No, she was looking for Mrs. Knight. Well, she says, I need someone to watch Wendell. And Wendell's a wild name by itself, because it just sounds like worse Kendall. <laughs> Ashton and I are having a great time with the uh, fandom wiki interpretation of this scene, in which <laughs> the fandom wiki claims that the boy's name is Wendell, and it's a combination of Logan and Kendall's names. <laughs> Which is, I don't know why that's so funny, but that's so it's, funny. It's and so I hate, funny. It's like, yeah, so we're going to have this child dropped off, and it's going to have, it's just going to be a combination of the two big time rush boys. I don't think it's a ship name. It's just Lendl. 
So <laughs> that's not even if people do combine their names, they don't use Lundell. There's like three other ones that people would use before Lundell. I know. <laughs> God, I just love the word Lundell so much. It's so fun to look at. There's so many L's. <laughs> God, okay. I need to move on. <laughs> this voice name is not was, Lundell. No, I was thinking about when you got that like promotional letter from that college and they thought your <laughs> name was Less DL. <laughs> Which, right, okay, for the record, my last name ends with E-L. My first name is Maggie. I don't know why they thought my first human name was Lestiel, which is Logan Destiel. I don't know. Lesbian Destiel. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, so the mom wants, she was looking for Mrs. Knight. She needs someone to watch Les Lendiel. Wendell. It's Wendell. No, it's she, Wendell. She needs, Whatever. She needs someone. She needs someone to watch Wendell. <laughs> Kendall says, "Well, my mom's not here, but we can watch him." And she goes, "Oh my goodness, thank you. How much do you charge? Ten dollars an hour?" And they're like, ten dollars an hour!" Like shocked that they could be paid this much. And she's like, "Fine, uh, fifteen an hour." And they all, "You're fifteen? Okay, but twenty. But that's the most I ever pay for a babysitter, which is pretty good." I have never been paid $20 an hour to watch a child. Me neither. And after they close the door, Kendall goes, I would have watched him for free. Wendell's jumping on the couch. He's having a great time. Logan has never babysat before, he says. We didn't Good talk tracks. about it earlier, but they say that the only job they've had is shoveling snow. Except for Kendall, who worked at that grocery store. I love grocery store Kendall. I know. That was the best candle. He's not gone forever. Not yet. Oh, good. Okay, so now, yeah, now they're babysitting a child, but they are worried because, yeah, they're getting 20 bucks an hour, but at that rate, they're still not going to pay Gustavo back anytime soon. So the logical escalation is they get more signs that they can spin. <laughs> um, they say babysitting $20, and they go to the lobby, and then they spin their signs and yell, yeah, watch your baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Wendell is just kind of sitting there really boredly. Yeah, they're doing a bad job with the one child that they actually are already hired to babysit, but it's fine. They're very bad babysitters. On the couple of occasions when I couldn't watch my cousins and I was like, oh, but my brother can, this is kind of how it went. <laughs> like, we know what they're doing right now. They're about to babysit eight children at once is what this is leading up to. Yeah, Which, technically they're under ratio, so they're good. Right, but don't do they need to have certification to have that many children? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And their apartment is, like, there are not enough bathrooms for that many children. <laughs> it's not baby-proofed at all. The swirly slide alone is very dangerous. Okay, so let's check in on James. He's wearing, like, his classic white v-neck and black vest look. So James is, I think, in the hallway of the modeling agency. Um, he's got, like, hair and makeup people around him, you know, prettying him up. And he starts to ask Katie, like, hey, where'd you get that money for this? But she hands him his new portfolio, which is a very good distraction, mm -hmm. uh, with all of his new headshots in it. Ask him which so headshots he to to head Oh, my gosh. These are um, they're decent. They're not the favorite ones I've seen so far. My heart will always be with confused astronaut. <laughs> always, but, always, um, <laughs> always. Today's favorite is the sassy speed skater and luscious lumberjack. <laughs> but yeah, now he's he's ready to go. He has to go show him some handsome. And he goes to go in the waiting room. And oh my goodness. So many boys. They're all like, a lot of them are really stereotypically handsome in like a way that scares me. Mm -hmm. um, one of these boys is... Apparently played Toby on Pretty Little Liars, which I have not watched, but from what I can understand, is a very, very major role. Uh, so I'm glad he got his big, big break and big time rush. The weird part is that they're all wearing the exact same outfit as James. Yeah. I don't think that was in the casting hall, that you had to wear that. That's just what everybody assumes models look like. Well, they all hired the same stylists. Ooh, yeah. That's why they're just in the hallway of the modeling agency. Which is fun because they are the same stylists as um, from the Big Time Audition. 
stop, are they really? Yeah. So they're the only stylists in LA. Yes. Yeah. Or the only ones Katie knows how to get in touch with. That makes sense. And she is amazing, but she is also a child, so she does have limits. James is extremely intimidated by the amount of handsome here. Katie's trying to be supportive. She's she's like, you can take these guys. Now just show them the face. So, you know, he does his, his face, his uh, fired face. Then all the guys, they all, have their own. They, they all have their own handsome faces. So we get all the guitar riffs going with the, with the fingers and everything. Um, <laughs> a lot of handsome going on. And their power makes James weaker. <laughs> he does say getting weaker. They advance. They all slowly start walking towards him. At least one of them, like, leaps over his table. Yeah. Until they're standing over him and he's just collapsed on the ground. <laughs> she, she gives her card to one of them. Because things have clearly gone downhill for the James career track. Is this when they played City is Ours in the background, but like with extra guitar? Yes. I yes. liked that very much. Um, but the Hulu subtitles called it intense dance music instead of the song that it is. I love that whoever does subtitles for Hulu has never actually heard a Big Time Rush song. Alright, so James is dead. Um, <laughs> Logan and Kendall. Finally, the first death of somebody other than Kendall. <laughs> Luckily, we have an extra James, so. <laughs> oh, man. This is what, this is what Mirror James was going for the whole time. <gasps> he wanted to kill real James so that he could step through and take his place. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, but this didn't happen yet. Is that the plot of us? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nice. All right, we've hacked it. And also, this came out before us, so... <laughs> I mean, obviously, Us is taking all of its themes from Big Time Rush 2010. Can't believe Jordan Peele is a Big Time Rush fan. Uh, if we check in with Logan, he's doing some more math because he's the smart one. <laughs> and his math is because each kid is $20 an hour and they have eight kids. So they'll have all of Gustavo's money and be back in the pool in two days. And he's not as confident as Kendall about being able to handle eight children. Um, as he's as he's doing this math um, behind them, a child yeah, just walks out just the door of the, the apartment, apartment and I leaves. Know. It's so it stressed me out so much that they never brought it up. Well, because then when I go show the other kids, there's eight of them. So the other the kid that left would have made nine kids. So did they immediately, as soon as he left their line of sight, they just forgot they there was about a him? Absolutely. Kid. That's why they yeah, never looked they, for him. They have no object permanence. And it stresses <laughs> me out so much that there's just like, there's there's no repercussions for this. There's just, this child is missing and nothing is going to be done about it. Oh, it stresses me out Probably so just like went home. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably, but also they did lose a child. Probably went to the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Hung out with Freight Train. <laughs> Freight Train's not going to keep Wendell out of the pool. Anyway, Kendall's very confident because of two little words he learned from his mama. And then he yells, nap time. Doesn't the entire time. apartment goes silent and all of the children stare at him. And Logan's like, nice. Cause he doesn't un- he's never met a child and doesn't understand what's about to happen. <laughs> um, which is chaos, I guess. Yes. It, we get us cut to five minutes later. Um, the only note I wrote down, I know there's like chaos, but one of them is saying, it's nap time, nap time, it's nap, nappy time. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to commercial break, I think, right there. Oh, also they're, um, they're playing famous, but it's acoustic. When it cuts back from the commercial break, they're tied to chairs. It's like back to back. Which... It's, I don't know why it's so funny. It's so funny. It is. They're so bad at their job. <laughs> Things aren't going that badly. Yeah. Kids are just making a mess and yelling. Like, nothing dangerous is happening. <laughs> um, Logan says that he thinks they're starting to settle down, and then one of them has another car wash sign and starts <laughs> hitting Kendall with it. <laughs> don't know where they got it. Uh, lucky for them, Mrs. Knight comes home at that moment, and they immediately start screaming for help, and 
she she does untie them. She doesn't know what's happening. She unties them and then turns on the fake wiggles on the TV, uh, the Ziggle Zaggles. And the only song that they have, I guess, is the Banana Song. That's the band that Wayne Wayne was put in after his contract didn't land him in Big Time Rush in the Big Time Bad Boy episode. So I'm glad they're they're back. They explain to her what's going on, and so she tells them, or they say that the kids are evil. Kendall screams this, and the kids are right there. Right there. They don't give a <laughs> shit. They're watching TV, but he screams at them that they're evil. Yeah. And Mrs. Knight's explaining that they're not evil, they're just kids, and they need to be occupied. And then Logan pulls out this tiny notebook from his pocket and a tiny pencil and writes, he writes, occupy evil kids. Got it. <laughs> but he's obviously fake writing. Like, he obviously isn't actually writing because the notebook's, like, not open correctly. So I used to interpret this as the actor pulled it out, but, like, the character's actually supposed to be writing. What I think has actually happened is that Logan, the character, is being super sassy and like, oh yeah, great advice, Mrs. Knight. I'll write that down. Occupy evil kids. Got it. <laughs> and didn't even make it look like he was writing anything. I love that interpretation, actually. Uh, Mrs. Knight's like, look, you gotta find something to occupy them, because the Ziggles Aggles ends in about five minutes. And apparently no kids shows are on after that. Um, so there's no other children's programming. I mean, they can the last TV. time they watched Ziggles Aggles, it went straight to the news. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Mrs. Knight just leaves. And then, yeah, she says, you have four minutes to come up the way to occupy them. And they're like, what do you, what do you, all right, so what do you think we should do? Or she, like, she picks up her bags and, like, what are you doing? And she says she's getting as far away as she possibly can in five minutes. <laughs> which is very respectable. That's what I would do. So, Carlos is in the same situation. But worse. Um, Cal has not stopped giving him more foam. He's still saying more foam. Carlos does get Gustavo the coffee, yes. and he seems content with the coffee. So at least he's gotten that far. Nothing else has, has changed, though. He tells Carlos he did a good job. Which is what he deserves. And at this point, the entire floor is covered in foam, right? It's like knee-height bubbles. I mean, it's not all foam. It's obviously, like, yeah. prop bubbles and soap, but it's getting rough in there. Mm-mm. Yeah, because right now, this is when Carlos just tells that he just wanted to make 500 bucks, and Cal goes, 500 cups 500 coming cups up, and then a guest <laughs> starts making 500 cups of foam. Um, Carlos unplugs it, and it shuts off for a second, and he's like, yes, I did it. Um, and then Cal switches to reserve power, <laughs> it cannot be killed. Carlos starts hitting it um, to try to make it turn off, and it says self-defense mode activated <laughs> and starts spraying him with foam, like, in the face. And then back in the lobby, James is sadly drinking a pink smoothie. Um, I guess that's the pink smoothie he didn't get to drink earlier when Kendall destroyed the recording studio with it. Yeah. But it's his all his. <laughs> Kendall's too busy to destroy this one, yeah. so. But James is still sad. I love that he can't go to the apartment. <laughs> Has he tried? Do you think he tried, but immediately left? I, I I, mean, I would believe that. I feel like he didn't want to face the others uh, without oh. his share of the money they owe Gustavo. He didn't want to face them with the shame of not being able to land a modeling job. Oh, yeah, true. I don't think he wants to face them with either of those. I don't think he cares about the money so much. No. It's just about his own physical face and his mm-hmm. pride. So yeah, he's explaining all of this to, uh, to Katie. So he explains that in Minnesota, he was the face, and now he's just a face. He's just a handsome grain of sand on an extremely beautiful beach. And we get some very quiet seagull noises in the background. <laughs> he's so poetic. Can you imagine if he wrote Big Time Rush songs? <laughs> I mean, James Maslow wrote Epic. No, James Diamond. We're talking, okay. Well, he half wrote, oh yeah. I know, but Porter like, wrote. if he was able to be this weirdly poetic. Because that's just off the dome. Katie, though, has landed him a different modeling job. So she says. Yeah, she tells him, go hit the shower, get your face on. 
Um, and the freight train's been watching this whole thing unfold. And he's like, you didn't really book him a job, did you? Like, he's so perceptive. <laughs> um, and then Katie's like, please help me call these modeling agencies. He needs a job. <laughs> Which I think at this point, it's not as much about her getting her cut of the money. Like, obviously, that's important to her. But mm-hmm. she knows that if James does not get a modeling job, he will just be broken forever. Yeah. <laughs> and she needs to fix this. So she can stay in LA because if James breaks and Big Time Rush cannot continue, she can't stay in LA and scam people. Right. Also, we forgot to mention that before it showed James sadly drinking his pink smoothie, Freight Train was just like dancing at him with a no fool sign. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. The only ones he specifically antagonizes are James and Kendall. Yeah, if I was going to specifically antagonize any of them i might go for those two because logan would get too like pissy about it (laughs) and carlos doesn't deserve it yeah i just want to antagonize kendall yes that's just my main goal i think (laughs) in life i can't do anything because i'm just i'm not gonna do anything to the real life man kendall schmidt he doesn't deserve any of that kendall knight (laughs) kendall knight is who I want to antagonize. I don't even want to personally antagonize him. I just want to watch him be antagonized. Which is perfect. Yeah. Because that's that's why I watch this show. <laughs> Thanks, Nickelodeon. Yeah, they created this character that we just want to see destroyed. <laughs> we get to watch him die several times over. <laughs> that's what this podcast should be called. Kendall Knight Death Watch. <laughs> Um, okay, in this next scene, though, he's very much alive, and it's actually pretty delightful, um, because there are children gluing rainbow macaronis to his cardigan, (laughs) and it's, it's very delightful. Logan has a beautiful, long, flowing beard made of rainbow yarn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like a, the craft wizard. Yeah. Logan does get all pissy here and then he gets he's very dramatic and whips his beard around <laughs> um, but they're yeah they're just trying to figure out how to make money faster where they don't need to have like rainbow crafts glued to them and they decide that the best way to do this would be child labor hey. yeah. that stressed me out a lot too yeah I was like cause they're they're not even washing the cars. I know. They're just... They're sitting in, like, lawn chairs counting money, and they're making children wash cars. And I guess the people who drive Dance the cars designs. are fine with that. Yeah. Just all around a, a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Antagonize Kendall Knight 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and Logan. Yeah, Logan, too, if he's there. This next scene is where... We get the foam in the ceiling vents. Okay. So yeah. things have clearly because escalated enough. it winds enough. up getting into the studio. Right. So it's, it's somehow it must have reached the ceiling, gotten into the air vents in the ceiling. It traveled down over to Gustavo's office so it can then drip down into no, Gustavo's no, 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 no. Is No? No, no, no. Because first it falls on Kelly. Yeah. And Kelly realizes that something horrible is happening and runs to the kitchen because she pieced together pretty quickly that Carlos is here. (laughs) (laughs) And Cal is saying, you cannot stop me, Carlos. Humans are futile. Which is uh, very Star Trek, uh, some Borg shit happening there. (laughs) So that's fun. Um, Kelly's screaming because, like, this sucks. And he's like, I have to destroy it. And she's like, you can't break anything else. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm just making coffee. Don't scream. And so then um, she says, don't worry, I'll fix it. And Yakko Cal <laughs> is sexist. <laughs> and then Carlos and Kelly both at the same moment go, oh, it's on. Uh, Cal threatens to devour the earth with foam. I thought that was pretty important to note. That was his plan. That's what Carlos and Kelly um, prevented. As they are destroying Cal, they go in to attack. Um, That is when the foam drips through 
the office ceiling and and gets into Gustavo's cup because he keeps drinking away the foam and then <laughs> sets it down and then picks it up and there's more foam. So um, I start just sharing Cal with their uh, microphone stands. Uh, Cal is saying, I was... They have pitchforks? I thought that was um, in the dialogue later. Yes, yeah, it is, but I thought... Pitchforks. Yes, but I thought that was because they needed to buy pitchforks in order to be an angry mob. <laughs> so they needed pitchforks for that specifically. I could be wrong, though. I thought I thought they just had microphone stands. Anyway, Kel is saying, he was like, I was just kidding. Can't you take a joke? <laughs> and he does ask them to tell the blunder that he loves her <laughs> with his dying <laughs> breath. He's a coffee machine. I want to know how much of that was scripted and how much of it they were just like, alright, Rob, this is your <laughs> character. Go ham. Yeah, Kelly's gonna call a cleaning crew before Gustavo finds out. And Carlos asks if he gets a lunch break. <laughs> which is not answered. But I think... I don't him. think he does. So they did, did they just not let him eat? Or is it implied that he's fired? Because they're not gonna let Gustavo find out. So Carlos right. still gets paid. And, okay, it's... It's one day, and he made $500? I mean, like, you've seen Gustavo's mansion. That's true, but if they wanted him to learn a lesson, they, they'd let him learn it pretty quickly. I mean, does Gustavo have any, like, sense of money? <laughs> it's scale? I'd argue he has lots of sense of money. <laughs> that was good. Alright, the job that Katie got for James... Uh, the modeling job is for a CUDA product, which is mm -hmm. very exciting for James. It's a product owned by CUDA. And uh, they bring him into the room with the photographer. And it's he's very Australian, I guess. <laughs> he goes, there's our elbow model. And uh, James doesn't seem to think this is a great thing to happen to him. But they really enjoyed the... Um, <laughs> They sent him the headshot, which is cropped. It's the cropped luscious lumberjack one, because um, he's like his arm up behind his head, so his elbow's exposed. And they cropped it, so it's just his elbow. And I guess that's what they sent to this agency. And they find out the product is for make your elbow look young again. It's Uncle Vinny's chapped elbow cream, and it's from the senior line of Cuda Cosmetics, which James is. I, I think he should be excited, but he really wants this. He's the after shot. Like, before and after. I feel like that would be a great thing for him. Like, oh, I'm so pretty, I'm the the after image. It's because he wants his face to be involved, which... Yeah, it will not be. It will not be. So he model walks away, so he walks out of the room. Um, but he gets stopped in the hallway. Someone says, hey. And then he backtracks and looks into the <laughs> mirror. And it's Mirror James. Basically, the, the evil Mirror James convinces him to do it so that they can go back to the Palmwood School. I, I suppose nobody knows how to convince James like James. Yeah. And then the photo shoot itself is very fun. It is. Yeah. They can flex the elbow a lot, show him some more bend. Stir the pot, James. <laughs> And then he gets kind of close to his face to, like, model his face with it. And they're like, less face, less face. <laughs> he backs it away, like, humbly, like, oh, oh I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he keeps putting his face in frame and they're like, no. <laughs> we don't want this. No face. This man loves his job. <laughs> All right, so James has done his 500 bucks. We know Carlos got his 500 bucks. Uh, Kendall and Logan, they... All the parents are arriving with their cash to pick up their children. They seem fine with the fact that there's eight children. They don't seem to mind that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all were there together when they hired them. Wendell's mom wasn't, though. So, yeah, she's the only one who's... Also, like, I know they had to do this for filming and for cohesion, but there's no way that every parent shows up at the exact same time. You're always stuck no. with just one kid that's just, mm -hmm. like, there. And you feel kind of bad for the kid. How long do you think they babysat for? Like, three and a half hours? Yeah. There's no way that they made 
was, I was doing some some math. So for eight kids times $20 an hour, they're making $160 an hour. But they had to make money faster because well, they want to go in the pool. <laughs> so $160 an hour, let's say they did three and a half hours. That means they made $560 just from the babysitting alone. So that means that from the car washing, they had to make $440. Was it car wash $15 each? See? That means I'd have to wash like 30 cars, which seems like a lot. Yeah. Or did they make any money before they were fired as sign spinners? Like maybe they made... Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like 20 bucks. I was going to say that most that would have made that they were only there no more than an hour. Right. And they, like, that's 20 bucks collectively. Well, no matter how they got their money, I guess they somehow did. Yeah. Parents are happy. Um, the children are very clean. <laughs> and tired. Yeah. One of the kids tells their mom as they're walking out that they made them wash cars. cars. But Logan is like, well, it looks like someone had a wild dream. It might have been Kendall. <laughs> One of them said that. <laughs> I think that was Kendall. Okay, cool. And then my favorite is the other kid who is still holding... The sponge? Was my, my brain was wanting to call it a soap. Um, a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, cuddling a big sponge, and then they're, like, half asleep, like, um, waving it in the air like buff and wax buff and wax <laughs> and they're like lots of snacks we did have lots of snacks um, so <laughs> it's wild to think that the parents aren't going to find out about the car washing I guess they're just trying to get the money first and then yeah it's definitely not gonna work for them in the long run and they have no intention of ever doing this again right <laughs> Yeah, as they leave, um, Kendall's like, if you ever need babysitting again, please call somebody else. <laughs> but if they break more stuff, you'd think that, well, no, they hated it so much. I was going to say maybe they'd want to keep that in their back pocket as like a last resort. Nope. But these are horrible boys. I don't think they think that far <laughs> ahead. They don't think that far ahead. They're 16. Yeah. They don't have object permanence. <laughs> That's true. They don't. <laughs> So they've all made their money, and uh, Kendall does contribute the last 30 cents to make the full amount. Uh, Gustavo's very impressed with them. They've learned their lesson, and they get an angry mob, <laughs> which I guess was inevitable, not really surprising. Um, Bitters is there. He wants to know who's going to pay for the Palmwoods towels, soap, and a fine from the city for running an illegal daycare center. Which, yeah, that one's pretty serious. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, they get a bill for the phone cleanup and new pitchforks. So, yeah, those are the pitchforks <laughs> we are talking about. Then there's Coffee Chris, I think was how he was referred to. Um, he was just a guy who had worked for the kale company. He had kale on his shirt, and then his name was Chris. But I guess the coffee machine, it was a sandwich prototype that cost $8,000. Which is wild for a lot of reasons, but also it was like a faulty product. Like, it did a really bad yeah. job. They so. tested it, though. <laughs> right, it was just a prototype. Like, Yeah, I, like, think that, I think that they actually should have gotten paid for product testing, really. Oh, yeah, true. Um, so that sucks. Anyway, they owe a ton of money. The grand total of everything they owe is $14,000. And $89. I said that. Happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. $14,000. $14, no. $14,089. $14, Guys, I don't usually have to talk about money in these <laughs> large amounts. I don't make that much money, okay? <laughs> um, before they say the total, Gustavo screams and it is subtitled E-E-G-H. Which I love very much. And then after he hears the total, he says F-R-E-A-G-H, which is also good, but not as good as Ich. Um, and then he, like, loses his mind and is like, let's just break more stuff! I mean, it's just money, right? And he starts smashing things. He smashes a wall, and then Griffin pokes his head 
through the hole and he just smashed. <laughs> and he's like, hey, why are you doing this? That's not what he says. I didn't write down what What have I said. told you about breaking things? <laughs> Which really does set in that parallel that we've been talking about a lot about yeah. how how Gustavo treats the boys is parallel to how Griffin treats him, you know, yes. that whole thing. And he tries to deny that he broke anything, but Griffin points out that he has a bat in his hand. <laughs> and, and then he throws the bat and it breaks something else. <laughs> he tries to use that same Kendall line that Kendall used early in the episode, where we may put a little wear and tear on things from time to time, but that's showbiz, right? And Griffin just says, No. <laughs> It's time you take responsibility for your actions by paying me back $14,089, which means he was totally eavesdropping on this entire situation. And also, he knew exactly yeah. how that much money to step in. Yeah. Like, Gustavo was destroying things for a solid minute. <laughs> he was waiting for maximum drama. So, they are all gonna wash cars now to earn back this money. And to Gustavo's credit, he does do a better job of spreading the work than the boys did. Yeah. Because <laughs> he and Kelly are the ones with the signs. Kendall does point out that it's not the pool, but they're wet. <laughs> and then they sing the uh-ohs to themselves. <laughs> I would also like to point out that Griffin, so he's watching them do all this. I think he's like sitting in a lawn chair. He's reading uh, a magazine called CEO Fashion. <laughs> On the back of it is where we see James's uh, uh, situation advertisement which, was the word I was trying to think of. Which reminds me that I forgot I forgot to say that when uh, James decided that he was going to be a model, he said, let's rock this joint. Oh! <laughs> which I really liked. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, is the boys singing the O's where that's only the second, like, slightly meta one we've had so far, right? Because mm -hmm. there's the one where they reach over and hit the button on the boombox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in big time demos. Yes. Um, things get so much wilder in the future, but <laughs> this one is very enjoyable. They're so sad when they sing it. Um, I'm sorry. I know we've been down from this, but I keep thinking about james making a pun because i don't think that he should be capable of making puns can mirror james make puns maybe was it an accident i think that's gotta be it was it an unfortunate coincidental pairing of words was it him or mirror james that said it he said it when he, he walked it. into the room or Mirror James replaced him. Mirror James replace him, and Mirror <laughs> James can make puns. There's an episode that we're not seeing where everybody else realizes that he's been replaced by Mirror James, and they have to go and save him. Carlos is especially devastated because he doesn't want to fuse with evil James. <laughs> but if they throw a party, he knows he's going to, and it'll be against his will. Yeah. We should write this show. I don't know. I don't feel qualified. <laughs> I would never come up with things like smoobitage. <laughs> That's fair. But we would bring in an air of mystery. True. We would get meta. Um, so all of the stuff that I had for trivia um, was already said. I do want to say Lendl again, though. <laughs> what a terrible word. Bad mouthfeel. Bad to look at. Uh, I actually remembered that about, it was it was like less than an hour ago, I was saying how much I liked looking at it and how it was a nice word to look at. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I'm, I think I just have a strong opinion about it, but can't really put my finger on what it is, but I do feel strongly about it in some way. How cold are your guys' pants? Pretty cold, actually. I mean, I thought it was kind of hot in here. Is it just me? <laughs> Um, so this was the podcast. And also, please reach out. Tell us what you think. We are going to keep doing this no matter what, but it'd be nice to know that people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your Lendl opinions. Your Mirror James theories. 
really need to dive deep into Mirror James lore. We need to really explore um, their superpowers. Ways you think Kendall might die in future episodes. <laughs> Alright, well, on that note. I gotta go pet my llama now. Bye. Bye. Girl, my. Well, I want to ask him also about the theory that um, Gustavo is Kendall Knight's biological father. You can ask that. I don't. I don't like that theory. Okay. <laughs> There's too many reasons that it makes me sad. Okay. <laughs>